Hey legends, welcome back to another episode here at the Bold Podcast. Um, first of all, we want to welcome you guys. Uh, thank you for joining in to this episode. Um, if this is your first time, uh, we want to encourage you if you want to go listen to our previous episodes where we talk about different topics. Um, this new cycle where we've been playing our, our preachings from, from our legendary knights. Um, so yeah, we just want to welcome you guys. Uh, just a quick reminder again, our conference is getting closer and closer. So if you guys don't know, we have a conference on February 25th, 26th, and 27th. Um, try to make it possible to come. Uh, we would love to get to know you if you're not having this is the first time. If not, like always, you're always welcome to be in our in our family, because that's what we call it. And tonight's episode is with our sister Serena, uh, with the fight the good fight. So, uh, get yourself comfortable, uh, get your notepads or your notebook or whatever you can take notes on, and listen it carefully. Um, we always wanted this to always be a blessing. So, if you know people that can be, you know, benefit from hearing this, please share it to other people. Um, in no means we trying to, you know, get followers or all, like, the whole, like, that idea is just, we want to reach as much as we can, like, we want to reach people that are in need, and all this is, ha- it's available for, for you guys, the whole purpose is, this is for you guys to receive something, um, every, every single week, so, uh, this is our sister Serena with Fight the Good Fight. Uh, God bless you guys and see you guys on Fridays. Remember, we have a youth Friday night, 7.30. See you guys there, right? So God bless you. Amazing men and women serving God. Amen. How many know what series we're in this month? Come on. It's behind me. What's the series of the month? Come on, we awake, we awake. We, we got our Dutch bros yet or no? What's the series of the month? Rise. We are in week two of Rise. Why do we call it Rise? Because we are believing that we are rising up here in the city of Antioch. We have our conference, which is two weeks away, our legendary Rise conference. And I'm excited. Things are moving fast. Um, and I'm excited for what God's going to do. But we are here tonight. How many are ready to receive the word of God? You know, I, I, I love the person who's, uh, who's sharing here tonight. Uh, she's like yet another older sister that I have. Um, I see her almost probably two or three times a week. Um, and uh, I see her working out. I see her at my family's house. I see her at her house. Um, I love these people. They're amazing people. But she gets to share the word. They're servers of the kingdom. And I love people who come with the heart to serve. Amen. And uh, Serena's going to be sharing the word with us tonight. And uh, she's about to punch somebody. Come on. She got them gloves. Let's go. God bless you guys. How you guys doing tonight? It's 
It's a privilege and honor to be up here. I don't take it for granted. As a matter of fact, uh, I feel like anytime I get to preach, that week is always a battle for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, you know, I'm here by the grace and glory of God, and you guys are here too. And I believe he has something super special for us tonight. Amen? So, my title tonight is Rise to Fight the Good Fight. All right? What's the title? Rise Fight the good fight. How many of you guys heard that saying before? Fight the good fight, right? We're all in it as fighters, right? Our spiritual lives. You know, and I want to give this analogy tonight with, with boxing, right? So what I want to do, um, let's get that intro music. Is my boxer ready? You guys got the song? No? Okay, we'll wait on him. We'll wait. We'll, we'll bring him out in a little bit. All right, so... We fight every single day. I know you guys fight different things than I fight. You have different struggles than them, and you have different struggles than them. We all fight, we're fighting depression. We're fighting anxiety. We're fighting suicidal thoughts, pornography. Some of us are fighting getting up early <laughs> or going to sleep early. Some of us are fighting student life, being in school. Some of us are mothers and the struggle is real, right? And there's a lot of things that we're fighting day by day by day. But it's not just the fight. It's how you come out of the fight, right? And I believe that tonight God wants us to be victors, right? He doesn't want us to be victims. So tonight is a special night. Amen. So let's open up the Bible to Ephesians 6.12. How many guys have a paper Bible? You get brownie points like Eli always says. If you have one of these right? I know when I read this and I don't have my notifications on my phone that nobody's sliding in DMs, nobody's going to instant message you, right? When you have your actual book. So let's open up to Ephesians 6, 12. What does it say? It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Amen. So our fight, what did you come here fighting today? Maybe you were fighting with your spouse before you got here. Who knows? Maybe you're fighting with a significant other, fighting yourself, fighting your thoughts. I know the biggest battlefield that we all have in our entire life is our mind. Who, who has a lot of thoughts, right? <laughs> I saw a meme yesterday. It says, anybody else think like this three o'clock in the morning? Where's my birth certificate? <laughs> Like, I don't know if I'm like the only one who just thinks of random stuff all the time. And the enemy uses our mind to try to attack us. You know, you're not good enough. You're too short. You're, you're too tall. You're not anointed. Uh, he does it better than you. She'll do it better than you. And we have this constant battle. Am I worthy? Am I good enough? And we feel unworthy sometimes. And I want us to see this tonight as a fighter. You cannot give up. Um, the guys really like watching this MMA fight and stuff. And I watch that stuff. I'm like, wow, that's super intense. I would never do anything like that in my entire life. Like, if, even if you sock me once, I'm done. I'll just, boom, I'll fall out. <laughs> but it's crazy the way that these guys prepare for these MMA fights. Their diets, what they consume, the time that they spend training. So what I want to do is call my boxer out. Here we go.
Gio's gonna show us a move or two that he's learned, all right? Show us something. Not on me, not on me. <laughs> Just show the crowd, show the crowd what you got. No? All right, let's get the coach up here. Let's give it up for Gio. So, comparing our spiritual life to boxing, that transition was so funny, like soft piano after that. <laughs> Anyways, so what do we see in a boxer? The first thing we're gonna see is strict training. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that in all the race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into a strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like somebody aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike and blow my body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself may not be disqualified for the prize. Amen? That word is deep. See, strict training. How many times do you have to train a week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> he trains four or five times a week, right? He goes in there, and he's giving it his all. In your spiritual life, what kind of training are you receiving? You can't be strong in a natural athletic sport without putting in training. You have to put in the hard work. In your spiritual life, what kind of hard work are you putting in? Are you kind of just halfway in everything? It's very, very important. In your spiritual life, you have to exercise. How do you get better at prayer? Pray. pray. Whoa, that's amazing. Who knew? How do you get better at preaching? Preach, right? How do you get better at worshiping? Worship, right? And everything we do, we practice it, we practice it, we will be better each time we engage in everything we do as a Christian. But some of us, we're not in that strict training. We come and we barely are in church. We're here physically, our bodies are here, but our minds are not here. We're thinking about Chick-fil-A after or In-N-Out, where are we gonna kick it, where are we gonna eat after? But we are not present in the present, right? We need to be present in God's presence. And see, strict training, I know this kid, he, he goes several times a week, and I know they make him run on his treadmill at home, right? He gets his exercise in. And the next thing, as a boxer or a, a spiritual athlete, let's look at ourselves as spiritual athletes today. What are you consuming? Okay? In, your, in the natural, let's, let's show the picture of the, the boxer. Thank you for being up here. The picture of the boxer that I had. So, there we go. So what are you consuming? Have you ever seen a boxer drink a Coca-Cola in the corner? I've never seen that. Or a Starbucks or an Overflow Cafe. You don't see that, right? You see water and that person's in their corner. What are you consuming in your Christian life? I've heard this in the world and I like to, to exercise and, and get into the gym and stuff. And something somebody told me and I'll never forget it. 
what you eat in private, you wear in public. So you could put on your Instagram, Killa's Kitchen and Celery, but if you're eating in private, Burger King and, and Jack in the Box, it shows, right? Even though you're not posting it on social media, but it shows what you eat. So in your spiritual life, what you eat in private, you will wear publicly, right? So what are you consuming as Christians? Are you watching things that you shouldn't watch? You know, we sing it to the kids. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. That's so true. You, you should not put stuff in front of your eyes that aren't from the Lord. You know, and I don't want to get into this channel's okay, that channel's not. No, but the Holy Spirit should be with you in whatever you're doing. I always thought of it like this. If I'm sitting down watching a show on TV, would it be okay if Jesus was sitting next to me if I'm watching that show? What would he think of that show? You know, and we have to be careful what we're letting in. What are you consuming? What a, and it was funny, I just put this up for fun, but when I Googled a boxer drinking water in the corner, look what popped out. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I'm looking for, but I just thought it was funny to share. <laughs> Next picture, the pigeons. We got to start eating out of a different parking lot. Look where they're at. You are what you consume. Are you consuming holiness? Are you consuming God's goodness? Are you consuming grace, joy, love, peace, abundance? What are you consuming? Are you consuming gossip? Are you consuming hatred, jealousy, envy, things that are not of God? What are you allowing into your body, into your spiritual corpse, right? Because we will wear in public what we eat in private, right? Some of us can't even lift our hands during worship because we've been eating the wrong thing spiritually. It's hard. We have shackles. We have chains. It's like, mm, I don't know if I should, I can't worship today because, you know, earlier I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. God wants our holiness. Amen. He wants our hearts. He wants our commitment. He wants our love. You guys with me? It says here, John 4, 13, 14, Jesus answered, anyone who drinks the water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up in eternal life. Drink Jesus. Amen? It says, if you, if you drink of the Lord, you'll never thirst again, right? Have you ever heard, when I was in high school, there was a saying like, she thirsty. I don't know if it's the same thing now. Like, oh, they're super thirsty or that person's thirsty. They don't really literally mean like thirsty. They mean like that person wants attention or, you know, they're looking for acceptance. So how thirsty are you today for the Lord? Are you guys thirsty for Jesus? Come on, I only hear the pastors up here. Are you guys thirsty for Jesus? You got to say, this is no longer part of my spiritual diet. And Eli said it last week. Maybe some of those people that are in your circle shouldn't be in your circle. Amen? Maybe you need to redo your circle. And we need to select the people that are around us. Be wise about the people that are in your corner. Amen? So, after consumption, what else does, does a boxer do? When you're going to fight, how do you stand? With your hands up, right? Why? Because you don't want to get hit. And look at all this beautiful headgear. So even if he does get hit, he has some cushion, right? But when you're fighting, we're going to fight here. How do you start? What do you do? Come on. Step in. There you go. You have to keep your guard up. Some of us put our guards down, our spiritual guard. And what does that mean? What is your spiritual guard, your spiritual life? 
right? The way, like, again, the way we carry ourselves, the way we think. I have been battling with my own mind for a couple of weeks here. I've been uh, going through something personal, and, you know, the enemy's been telling me, you have this, you have that, some health stuff, right? And if you allow the enemy to persuade you in your mind, you will start to believe what he's telling you. Unless you hear the good news of Jesus. What does God say? He's a healer. He says, I forgive, I forgave you. He says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, right? There's so many promises in the Bible, and you have to keep your guard up. First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. The enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Amen? So also what I wanted to illustrate here is um, the one with the corner. See this? Do you guys see the matches, like when they're fighting? How many of you guys watch Rocky? Am I the only old person who's, who knows who Rocky is? <laughs> I was born in 85, so I love the Rocky movies. Amazing. Me and Sergio had a marathon. We watched like each one back to back to back. Amazing movies. Anyways, Rocky Balboa, this was his trainer, Mickey. And he was always there for him. And he said he could not fight without Mickey in his corner. You always have somebody in your corner when you're fighting, right? Or are you by yourself? Um, I have someone in the corner. Yep, somebody's always in your corner. I saw this picture and I instantly thought of sometimes how we feel spiritually. We feel like we're beat up. We feel like we're tarnished. We feel like we're taking hits. It's hurting. Things are happening. Our emotions are hurt. Somebody betrayed you. Somebody lied to you. Somebody double-crossed you. And we just feel worn out. But you know what? God is in your corner. And what does he do? You can do it. You can do all things through me who gives you strength. Anything you put your hand to will be blessed. You, you will, you know, there's so many promises. I could go on all day about the promises of God. But if God is in your corner, it gives you the strength to keep on fighting. Amen. And who is in your corner? I said this, you know, you need to watch your circle and who surrounds you. You know, I'm blessed with many people here in this room who I, I feel like I have the, the freedom and comfort to give them a call and say, hey, I, I've been going through this without feeling judged, without feeling like it's going to come out on the newspaper, right? <laughs> you know, you want people who you feel that love and that confidence in because when they're in your corner, you know, and I saw his hand here. I was like, maybe he's praying for him, right? But there's somebody in the corner, in your corner, not just God, but there's people in this room who are good people in your corner. And maybe that person who you're friends with is struggling a little bit. Maybe they're the person who's been beat up a little bit by life, by circumstances, by what goes on in this world. I think it's harder to be a youth today than it was when I was in high school. I mean, we did our things without even cell phones and all that, but having the technology and that pressure on your fingertips, I can't imagine what, this, what everybody's going through, right? So just know God is in your corner. Amen? Thank you. You can go sit. Give Gio a hand, a hand clap. I'm going to be wrapping up here, but I wanted to talk about the greatest rise that's ever happened, right? The greatest person in the Bible, Jesus. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying. He said, God, and let me, let me just read it to you, actually. Matthew 26, 36. Then Jesus went to his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Jesus himself had sorrow and trouble, right? 
So see this. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Has anybody here in this room been so sad that you just feel like you're dying? Like a deep depression. You know, I remember when my mom passed away in 2017, I was in a very dark place. Um, she passed unexpectedly. And out of my heart, I just felt like you start analyzing the kind of daughter you were when you lose your mom. Like, was I there for her? Did I call her enough? Was I resourceful to her? Was I a blessing to my mom? You know, and I see people with their moms today. Some people are disrespectful. Some people don't even visit their mom. You know, and I think it's important if you have family, they, you know, love on them. Give them time. Give them your heart. Because they only, you know, you only live once, like they say, and, some, and tomorrow's not promised. Here in Antioch, there was a 73-year-old woman who was just shot for no reason. You know, people are in, in the city of Antioch, crime is happening. And I believe this church is a light in the darkness. Antioch is like Junior Oakland, Oakland Junior, right? Or, or that's what it's becoming. It's becoming a place that on the map, it's getting popular, but not for the right reasons. But when I hear Palabra de Dios, when I hear legendary movement, I know there's an anointing over this place. And it's not just over Pastor Eli. It's not just over Rocio and our team. It's over all of you. It's over the ones that are willing to say yes. Because before the boxer got into the ring, he said yes. He goes, I want to go through with this. I want to be a fighter. He starts training. He starts you know, eating the right things, stops eating the wrong things. You go through a process. Are you ready to be a fighter for Jesus? You know, he gave his life. Let's keep on going here with this verse. He said in verse 39 of Matthew 26, going a little far farther, he felt his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if possible, let this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples, found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch for one more hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time. Jesus, he went again. He prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away from me, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, he found them sleeping. These disciples, come on. Are there any sleeping disciples in this house? You guys got to be there, right? These sleeping disciples, again, they said they slept because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away one more time and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he retur returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Jesus already knew that his death was going to happen. Can you imagine? I, I'll be a little open. I had a CT scan today. I have some stomach issues, right? And, you know, I'm not proclaiming them over my life, but it's weird. It, I've been having some, some issues, health issues. And the interesting thing is they don't find anything. So I got a CT scan today. It was like in those little things, and you go in, you're laying, this is like three hours ago. I was like, I'm about to preach in three hours. This is crazy that I'm in this little machine. But I was there. I had to drink some liquid that they gave me. And I was just thinking. I go, man, you know, God never said no. Jesus never said no to us. So why would I say no to him? Why would I say I'm too sick or too tired to be here tonight and share his word? Why would I ever put an excuse if God laid down his son and he gave his life for me? 
why would I say no to the Lord when all he's ever done was say yes to me, yes for me, yes because of me. He's laid his life. Three times he prayed, Father, please let this cup be taken from me. Three times. Some of us, you know, like I was saying, I knew I was going to have this exam and I was terrified of the results. It's like, what if they find something that, that is alarming? You know, you think of your body and you, you worry, right? I don't know how many of you guys been in, it might not be health, but a stressful situation to you pray to God once. He didn't say anything. You prayed twice. He didn't say anything. A third time you're praying and you're just like, you know what? Let me just go through with this. Jesus, he did not back out. It says even after when he was on his way being crucified, there's two versions as I was studying the gospels today that he carried his cross, but also someone else carried his cross. Imagine carrying a cross when you were whipped, when your flesh is open, when it's exposed, right? Have you ever got, I got a paper cut before and got some water, ow, right? Something so minimal, like that's not even drastic, but I'm a big baby. Like they got the um, IV on me today. I was like, he's like, are you scared? I was like, yes, I am. I don't like those things. <laughs> but you know, some people are more sensitive than others. But Jesus with open skin beat 39 times, 39 lashes, holding a cross, walking, right? Can you imagine that on your, on your open skin, just tearing up your arm and just knowing that not just that you are carrying the sins of the world on your shoulders and you're going to die for humanity why because you love humanity because he loves us he knew you before you were in your mother's womb some of us feel like we're not we're not good enough we're not worthy but god already loved you before you were even born he knew that you weren't an accident i used to think sometimes was i an accident because my parents weren't married was i like a one-night stand like, you know, I wasn't like planned or anything, but you can't think like that because God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. And I'm not just saying this to get you hyped up. It is the truth. He loves you so much that he died for you. He prayed. He, he, he was thinking about it. He's like, God, please take this cup from me. But you know what he did? It said that he fell. He fell to his knees, right? But what did he do? He rose up. And he didn't just rise up and walk in and get hung on a cross, he also resurrected. Amen. Amen. And that resurrection power that was in the grave, you know where it's at? It's in us. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. That Tell the person next to you, that resurrection power is in you. This is going to be an awesome conference, guys, because I know the enemy, he's coming full force, trying to steal, kill, and destroy, just like it says in John 10, 10. But God has other plans. He's going to free people. He's going to heal people. He's going to rise a new generation here in this church. I declare, I'm going to see people on the stage that we've never seen before. I'm going to see preachers, worshipers. And maybe that's not your thing, but if you even say hi to somebody as they're walking in, you are serving the Lord. How are you serving the Lord today? And don't get church mixed up with your relationship with God. Just because you're here all the time doesn't mean you're in a relationship with God. I could be at my house every day with Sergio, and I could not have a relationship with him. It's possible to lose your marriage. It's possible to not communicate and sleep in the same bed. 
it's possible to be in this church in the pew and listen to words, but not have a relationship with Jesus. How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Is it just on Instagram when you're looking at Todd White? Or is it a true, deep, profound, heart-to-heart relationship? How would you guys like, if you're your boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or wife, or husband, or best friend, they only call you when they want something. How does that feel? And you know, there's certain people, you see them on the collar, and you're like, <sighs> and like, you even let it ring out. You're like, should I just let it go to voicemail? I don't want to ignore the call because they'll know I turned it off, so just let it ring out, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> some of you guys are like, yeah, I do that. It's not okay. <laughs> but I really want to motivate you guys today that the calling is not just for the people on the stage, it's for everybody in this room. God has a special call. He needs us. And the same way that he was like, take this cup from me, maybe you're like, "Mm, but I don't want to preach. But I don't want to be a Jesus freak, you know. Out of, you know, Jesus freak, whatever you want to call me, as long as I go to heaven, call me what you want, right? (laughs) Bible thumper, spiritual sniper, holy hood rat, call me whatever you want. (laughs) Some of the people in the back, hey! right so let's call the worship team up here you know they say when you keep your message short you'll be invited back so that's (laughs) it's time to rise up legendary youth it's really time to rise it's time to listen to the calling that God has over your life and everyone has a different one mine's not the same as yours and yours is not the same as theirs but he has a special calling And it's time to tap in and have that personal relationship. As I was saying, you could be married and not have a relationship. Those people who call and you're like, like, I don't want to answer. And then you answer and they're like, hey, how you been? Hey, you know, can I borrow your car? Can I borrow $100? Can I have this? Can I have that? Can you do me this favor or that favor? You hang up, you're like, man, that person only calls when they want something. Some of us may be like that in the eyes of Jesus. I'm not feeling good. I'm going through health issues. God, please, God, please. And I haven't prayed in six months. That's not how this works, right? He's merciful. He's graceful, yes? But this isn't just genie in a bottle. Like, God, when I need something, I'm looking for you. Seek him in all times, in all seasons, in the good and the bad, in the happy and the sad, in the angry and the mad. Amen? You guys with me? Let's stand to our feet. God is going to do something beautiful. He already is doing something beautiful in this church, in this season, in this time. But he's looking for people to rise up and say yes. We sing these songs, I say yes, right? We sing these these lyrics. But do we really mean it? When you say, I love you, Jesus, do you really mean it? When you say, I'll do anything for you, Jesus, do you really mean it? They preached about Abraham sacrificing Isaac, his son. And I would not be able to sacrifice my kids. That's hard, right? I I see my kids. It's a part of me. It's something that God has blessed me with. And you're asking me for the sacrifice, God? We have to be willing to make the sacrifice, to give up our Isaac. Maybe your Isaac is that best friend that you know you need to let go. Maybe your Isaac is your addiction. Maybe your Isaac is your depression. You need to bring that sacrifice to Jesus, and you need to let it go. Amen?
So I'm going to call up Pastor Eli. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for allowing me to share with you guys tonight. God bless you. I want to just invite you really quick as we sing a song here that the altar is open. You know, one thing that I've noticed is that through this whole pandemic thing, a lot of altars have shut down. But I am a firm believer that the altar should be more open than ever before. And I'm going to invite you, if that's you, as we sing and dive into a song of worship and praise, if anything resounded, something that Serena touched on, if any of that resounded and you want to come up, the altar is open and we are going to sing a song. And if that's you, if God is tugging at your heart, if God is tugging at your spirit, if God is telling you it's time to rise up, I just want to invite you, forget about what the person next to you, hey listen, I'm going to tell you something, the relationship you have with God is personal, no one's going to save you, the only one who can save you, the only one who paid the ultimate price, his name is Jesus, so I want you to forget about the person next to you and make it intentional, make it personal tonight as we sing this song, come on, let's lift it up.